I'm Stephanie Thomas, and this is Curatable, the podcast. It's March, and so I want to introduce you to some of the women that you may not have heard of before behind the adaptive fashion industry, an industry that Vogue Business says is worth $400 billion globally. So today I'm going to read a bit from Dr. Adeline Hoffman's book that was published in 1979. The book is entitled Clothing for the Handicap, the Aged, and Other People with Special Needs. Keep in mind some of the language and the way she talks about disability is the way that it would have been talked about in 1979 and is not a reflection of how I think and talk about disability today. So I'm jumping into Chapter 3. Once again, the book title, just in case you want to purchase it, is Clothing for the Handicapped, the Aged, and Other People with Special Needs. Much of the early work on clothing for physically handicapped children was done by occupational therapists because they were among the first to come into contact with children in need. Dressing and undressing was assigned to occupational therapists because it was a preliminary step toward getting patients into occupational therapy activities. Occupational therapy became highly specialized in dressing and undressing techniques through analysis of motions and the learning process. In the early 1930s, aspects of dressing and undressing were incorporated into the treatment programs in hospitals and clinics as part of the care of children, especially those with cerebral palsy. In the early 1940s, there was a change in philosophy from caring for people and keeping them comfortable to making them independent and responsible for themselves. Later in the 1940s, Normal child development, studied by Dr. Arthur Giselle and his associates, included the dressing sequence of normal children. The findings were of help to therapists concerned with physical limitations. By the 1950s, charts on dressing abilities of normal children were used by therapists in teaching handicapped children. Those working with cerebral palsy children in New York raised questions about the lack of practical clothing, and this led some physical therapists, notably Mary Eleanor Brown, to develop some clothing to fill the needs. The work of Eleanor Brown was based on her experience as a pupil and a little teacher in her mother's Montessori school, which was opened in 1912. The impact of sensorial training and daily activities Activity emphasis led to her extensive work from the early 1940s to the 1950s in developing in handicapped children the skills of dressing and undressing. A news story in the New York Herald Tribune in the late 1950s reported that Miss Brown had designed in collaboration with other physical therapists under medical supervision a collection of clothes for handicapped youngsters that are easy to get in and out of, attractive, and often of great psychological importance. Few people realize it, says Miss Brown, but dressing and undressing involve a very complex set of motions. They're among the most complicated things we do in daily life. Outstanding among her many publications is her chapter on self-help clothing in Orthotics, published in 1966. 